1: Oh, my dear wonderful friends, I don't know if I have yet mentioned the fact that 2023 is the year when Seek Reality will celebrate its 10th year in podcasting, which I think is kind of amazing. And today will be our 493rd episode. I smile to say that. Bringing friends to share their wisdom with you every week is as automatic for me now as, man, even as essential as breathing. I learn as much as you do and more. And these visits give us so much to think about, don't they? Every week I I get new books to pre-read, and actually I don't take many new ones in the end, primarily because we already have found our beloved experts in most of the really important fields, like, for example, today's guest. I think parapsychology is a pejorative term. The study of the paranormal is, in fact, only normal. But Craig Weiler, who is back with us today, is very forgiving about the use of that term, parapsychology. Craig Weiler is a parapsychology journalist, speaker, and the host of a popular blog in the science of parapsychology and its skeptics. He graduated from UC Berkeley and in his daytime life, he runs a successful small construction business. Craig began his spiritual path during the New Age movement back in the day. And um, he, like so many of us, sees this ongoing stonewalling of the truth by mainstream science as a tragic problem for all of humanity. And it truly is that. He wrote a terrific book, which is out from England's White Crow Books. It's called Cy Wars, TED, Wikipedia, and the Battle for the Internet. It was first published in 2013, and it's been actually reissued in a later edition. I think this book is just terrific. And science has a totally undeserved reputation for honesty that has been Actually, only somewhat damaged by the COVID debacle. It should have been destroyed by the COVID debacle. We can talk about that. But in point of fact, Max Planck inadvertently discovered God 100 years ago. We can talk about that, too. And things have gone rapidly downhill for science since then. Craig, welcome. I'm so happy to have you back with us again.
0: Roberta, it's a pleasure to be here. And I'm just amazed. Ten years is a long time. and I'm, that, that I, I'm just super impressed.
1: Actually, all you have to do is keep doing it, and somehow the years go by. But I'm kind of amazed that I stuck with it. To tell you the truth, there have been times when I thought, "Oh, I can't believe I have—I'm I'm still doing this." But after you've done it for ten years, you think, "Hey, you know what? I can keep doing this for another 10, And I think I'm going to try to do that. Actually,
0: but I frankly, understand.
1: It's people like you that may keep me wanting to do it because I want more people to find your work. I mean, you're doing really wonderful work in this field, helping people to understand just how ridiculous science has been about these things. How, how did you find these problems that, that, that science was having actually being so ridiculous about, about uh, actually, about everything? Talk about that.
0: Okay. Um, this was an interesting journey for me. Uh, and it's... Uh it's not unlike a few other people as well is that the, uh, you know, once you go digging that it, this thing just starts, starts opening up way back in about 2008, I started blogging when, when that was actually starting to become a thing. And I got on one of these sites, I think it was called cost daily, uh, where you could just blog about anything and, and, the, you know, people were busy checking the feed and, and you could, you could get a readership pretty quickly I started writing about politics, got bored with that because everybody was doing it. And I got into psychic stuff. And then I just absolutely got bombarded with skeptics. And it was really curious because they were incredibly negative, but also vague and Big, very, very, yes. <laughs> yes, and very, very certain of themselves. And so they said, you know, things like, well, why don't you take Randy's challenge? So I looked it up and I wasn't impressed. And they said, there is no evidence for psychic psychic ability, and I looked it up. Yep, there's evidence for psychic ability. and so I, I started looking into this further, and it's like there's a whole field of science here, like like a real legitimate field of science and and you know Randy is insignificant in compared to this uh, right. For those of your uh, listeners who who don't know who Randy is, James Randy was a skeptic and he ran a challenge where he offered a million dollars uh, for anybody who could prove that they had psychic abilities. Uh, he ran it for about 10 years. Unsurprisingly, nobody nobody succeeded. And then I, I did some digging on it and found that the challenge was basically unwinnable, which was not surprising because the, the skeptics that I had encountered were, for lack of a better word, blowhards. They, they were stubborn people. They uh, they didn't acknowledge anything except their own point of view. And I came away less and less impressed until finally, at one point, it was just like, okay, you know what? I have enough science here. The The studies are actually pretty good. The, and with all of these people getting so worked up over them that, you know, it's not that big a deal Uh you you have enough evidence here and okay. Yeah. You know, they, I think they've proven that psychic ability is real. And, And then I got into it and started looking and there was just so much more. Oh yeah. Yeah. Now, now I should explain that, uh, you know, Roberta brought up the fact that I'm a general building contractor and that does affect my thinking and that, uh, in construction, you have to make decisions you can't just sit there on the fence and waffle and, and, and go, Oh, I don't know. Well, maybe not. Nope. Because you don't you don't get any points for for um for having the right decision. It's just you just get to keep going. So you get to be decisive. And you, you get used to the idea that you just make a decision and you move on. And that's eventually what I did with parapsychology. I just looked at it and said, Yep, that's enough evidence, and
1: I moved on. Right. Exactly. Yeah, yep. I mean, if the building is going to stand up, that proves the building method works, right? I mean, that's the way it is.
0: Yeah, and the the hard part uh, for me is is reading people who are on the reading from people who are on the fence because one of the challenges of everybody who starts looking into this is that they really don't understand the uh, social aspect of the skepticism. Uh, so they just take it at face value. Uh, and and, and it's, it's a mistake to do that. Taking the skepticism of parapsychology at face value really is just going to confuse you. You have to understand that these people have a uh, an emotional uh, reaction to it. And this strong emotional reaction colors their thinking. And if you don't account for that, then the whole thing looks really confusing. But the fact of it is, their bias, which is really what that is, is so strong that they can't be taken as seriously as they think they can.
1: Yes, that's exactly right. Exactly right. Yeah, I mean, I had much more deference than I should have had to to that whole field. Um, It's only recently that I have given up that deference. Um, Max Planck said in 1931, um, we, we cannot get behind consciousness. Everything that we regard as existing postulates consciousness. Consciousness is the base creative force, he basically said. And that should have ended the game because basically he discovered God and he, I mean, that's, that was it and so what happened then was that the that the um the the um scientific uh, all the all the the gatekeepers the 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 scientific uh, uh, journals the um uh the the um university departments all then started to say all right materialism is our dogma if you if you are coming up with a theory that does not use um a do, the 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 dogma of materialism and doesn't posit that then we will not allow you to um posit whatever it is you're saying is your is your theory and that's it and they really did this they did this actually around i think it was around 1920 and that was the end of the story in in fact i have had um uh students of f- physics students tell me that they were told when they started went into get their their degree in physics if you are going to be they said that they were told that if they if if you were going to study any of these fields um that of the were of the sort we're talking about today any paranormal fields, don't bother to get a physics degree because you'll be able never be able to get a get a job because if it's not going to be materialism. And, and be uh, something that you can somehow make fit under the, the umbrella of materialism. You'll never be able to get a job in the in the area of physics. Now, I don't know if that's true, but they have told me that that was that what they were told when they went in to get a degree in physics. I don't know if you've heard that, Craig. I don't know if it's still the case in in physics departments, but they've said that it certainly was in the twentieth century.
0: Well, I haven't heard it explained in that particular style uh, so directly. But what I, I have heard people, you know, just sort of, I have heard of people just sort of being pulled aside and saying, hey, look, you can't, you know, this is this is a career killer. And certainly people. Oh, oh Lord. Yeah. So and, crazy. And, and people in parapsychology, um, you know, right up. Uh, I, I, I I was seeing this from. It, it didn't die down until around, uh, God, 2018, maybe, I'm guessing. Uh, but, you know, the, the field of parapsychology just tells people straight up, you know what, uh, don't do this right away in your career. Wait. Wait till you have tenure. Wait till you have an established position where you're comfortable before you leap into this because it will screw up your career. Uh, and parapsychologists were telling students this. Just you know, we understand your enthusiasm, but if you jump out into this right away, you have trouble. So yes, it, that is absolutely real. Um, the you know we've we've both heard about that.
1: It's so absurd. They're actually still trying to find a source of consciousness inside the human brain, which is utterly preposterous.
0: I see. I, I see that occasionally, and uh, it is. So at this point, we're now in 2023, they're getting a lot more blowback for that. Um, <laughs> I
1: would imagine
0: so. Yeah. We can thank the internet for uh, allowing other points of view to, to start coming forward. That, that the, uh, you know, first of all, the materialism just doesn't make sense. And you can, I, I'm going to try, uh, because people, people are going to have trouble with this. Uh, So, And I'm going to divert here from the point I was going to make, but people have trouble understanding consciousness as a primary source in the universe, chiefly because they cannot pull the the physical object away from its meaning. We tie the the, uh, objects and their meaning together so closely that we don't distinguish between the two. And because we don't do that, we don't understand that when we look at a physical object, we're attaching meaning to it. This is important, because if everything we see has to have meaning, meaning has no physical counterpart.
1: You with me here? Yeah, but but I'm trying to follow you. And because consciousness is not physical right what you're saying there that's the problem they have with it
0: we attach meaning to everything yeah so meaning is pure consciousness so if we're attaching so this means that we're attaching consciousness to all of our physical reality because we're giving all of our physical reality meaning
1: right we cannot
0: disengage meaning from 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 our life which means that we cannot disengage consciousness from our physical reality that's the part that people get messed up on
1: they can't figure out what consciousness is perhaps
0: right and they can't figure it out because they can't they can't look at a physical object and not see it without meaning or they can't even imagine a physical object without meaning but the fact is if something is physical it has no meaning and if something has meaning, it's not physical, very basic,
1: but air is not physical, yes, it is well,
0: you can take air molecules and do things with them, so it is physical, but consciousness has no phys- meaning anything the uh you know you can have a chair, but the chair is uh a chair is not a physical object it's a description the physical object itself is just whatever material or what Something it has no chairness to it; it's just physical stuff.
1: <laughs> oh, you are so, so smart smarter than I am. <laughs>
0: yeah, well, <laughs> it, I, I put a lot of work into this one, and and you can see I start talking about it, and it's really hard to wrap your head around. Yeah, and and everybody has that trouble. My mother, who who reads my articles in Paranormal Daily News. Saw this last one. She's like, no, I don't get it. Sorry.
1: <laughs> yes. Well,
0: I love this stuff. That's the part that everybody has trouble with is the um, we can't see our reality without meaning. And this means that our reality is meaning. Which means that physical reality is actually consciousness because we cannot see it without meaning.
1: Yes, I guess <laughs> okay. okay.
0: We're, we're gonna move on from that one.
1: Yes, let's do that before my eyes that so my eyes will uncross because they seem okay. crossed at this point. <laughs> but the point is I think that the scientific community at that point understood that they had lost this peculiar battle that had been going on for really two thousand years.
0: Well, it wasn't really a battle back then uh it uh the the battle the whole battle part of it is really quite recent because you need a um, institutions that are Pick. specifically devoted to uh preserving materialism
1: yes yes they were going to preserve materialism at all costs and yeah. they they think they are still doing it but all they're doing basically there hasn't really been any um there there've been a lot of weird um theories in the field of physics but they're all yeah. untestable how can you test them i mean they string theory and all of these theories are just they're they're all ridiculous and untestable
0: well that's you know that's one of the problems that they're always going to run into is when you get to the edge of this stuff and you're not including consciousness you're going to go in circles yes uh, and
1: exactly right and,
0: yeah so one one of the one of the reasons one of the things that you can tell about this whole social issue is that if they're trying really hard to keep materialism as their as the um, supreme theory here, if they have to keep working at it and it keeps and it keeps being something that needs to be defended, this tells you something about the theory. Yes, it does, doesn't it? That that you have to keep fighting uh, for it, and that people don't just naturally fall into it. Yes. Because- it's easy to fall into consciousness is fundamental and you'll find most of the world's just like, yeah, okay. That sounds, yeah. All right.
1: Yes. It makes sense. Totally. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh my goodness. So, so do you think things are softening up then? Do you think that people are beginning to see that it does make sense?
0: Well, it is showing up a bit in parapsychology. Um, And of course we have all these paranormal uh, investigators and and ghost hunters and all this sort of stuff that's really taken off, but more in the science realm is, is where, you know, the rubber meets the road. And in that area, I'm having trouble these days, keeping track of all the parapsychologists. (laughs) Really? I can't believe I said that it's really remarkable there. Um, you know, when I first started, there'd be like a couple of active ones, you know, two or three people, and they'd publish every now and then. Um, and then, you know, somebody else would come on the scene, they'd publish something, and, and people would kind of come and go into it, because, and you wouldn't see people like, con- you wouldn't see this constant turn of information, but that's what we're seeing now, is people are, are into all these different fe- all these different aspects of it, and you got all this stuff going, and I can't keep track of it all. Wow. Well, that's good. Yeah. It is. Yeah, it's it's more like uh, other fields now it's. And the people who get into it are really really interesting because these are the science these are the scientists that we imagine everybody else to be, which is really really hysterical because parapsychologists are portrayed as these um you know, sloppy idealistic types that can't (laughs) keep track of their stuff and whatnot and the truth is they are because there are there's no medal for for being great at parapsychology they're in it because they're fascinated by it and they want results and they want their studies to be good so you see a lot of high quality studies because that's what they want great because there's no real accolades for uh for doing really well, you just get, you just get more drama. The better you do, the more drama you get. So, <laughs> right. so, so these, the, yeah, so these people are very devoted to actually learning about this rather than advancing their careers. Because when they, you know, when they explore, go down a path, they learn something brand new and oftentimes uh, sometimes, you know, earth shattering. The the stuff that they learn is really, really incredible.
1: Wonderful. So Uh, so where where do you you think it's heading then? Do you you think that we're going to have some breakthroughs here that are going to make some news?
0: Not that I know of. The last time somebody made news was in 2011. Uh, That was Daryl Bem, And the reason he made news was he published a study that ticked all the academic boxes. All of them. I mean, this study was so airtight that it caused a great deal of commotion in the scientific community. Now, now, Daryl Bem himself, he's a professor emeritus, you know, it, whatever, whatever attacks uh, somebody would make on him are, aren't going to matter because, like, nobody can touch this guy. Yeah, wow. Yeah. And so, you know, he went ahead and published this study and then... Uh, a few years later he published uh, the replications lots of hoo ha and everything and people uh com- the, the you would not believe the uh the skeptics were uh so upset by this that they started uh pushing a a conspiracy theory sort of thing where well, this w- this must mean that all since his study was uh, successful, this must mean that all of psychology must be doing it wrong. Oh, gee, yeah. So they're willing to throw out the entire field of psychology to make one study go away. That was the extent of it. It was really fascinating to see the skeptics squirm on that one, but mostly they it just got forgotten. Nobody can nobody knows what to do with it because it uh, it's a paradigm buster. Wow. So, yeah. So, is something like that going to come along again? I don't know. But the researchers just sort of shrug their shoulders and keep going. They're not looking for the next big thing, they're gathering evidence and whatnot. And as far as they're concerned, based upon stuff from parapsychology, consciousness is fundamental. Yep. We're done with that. That's not a controversy here. We're just going to keep going.
1: So it doesn't matter to them that it is. It doesn't doesn't change anything for them.
0: Well, uh, they 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 work with the model that consciousness is is fundamental to physics. That's really the only way any of this makes sense. And so their question at this point is: Okay, consciousness is fundamental to physics. What now? What do we do with it? And that's where they're at.
1: But it changes everything. If consciousness is fundamental, it should change everything in physics. They should have to go back to square zero and start over.
0: Well, they don't have to go back to square zero. Most of, I mean, you know, they have to reinterpret some research findings. And that's pretty much it. I mean, nothing else really changes if consciousness is fundamental because reality doesn't change just because we recognize what it is. But uh, what it does do is it starts eliminating uh, paths that where you, you can't they're going nowhere that would be the biggest benefit to to physics is they they wouldn't be going down some of these materialist paths that are just leading nowhere but Do you find them from...
1: actually doing that though Craig? Do you find them actually meaningfully changing their theories in respect of that?
0: Well in physics um no, they're not changing anything that I've seen at the moment. They're still trying to incorporate uh, consciousness into a materialist mindset.
1: See, that's and the problem. I I I agree with you. I I don't see them changing anything.
0: They'll, you know, this is one of those things that's it's going it's going to uh, it's going to bend and bend and bend and bend until finally one day just <laughs> break. Um, oh but 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 you know it will stay it will look as though nothing's changed until everything changes it'll be very oh, abrupt that's happens. so
1: profound say that again it will look as though nothing has changed until everything, everything. yeah wow you said it you put so, a mouthful there sir
0: yeah because well you know first of all the, the theories don't work without consciousness i mean they just they just don't uh when you're when you're trying to when you're trying to use math to solve the source of all math, and you're trying to use, uh, you know, equ- other equations to to explain the source of all equations, trying to explain life uh, while ignoring the source, trying to ex- explain life using the source of all life, you know, yeah. they're they're using the source of everything to try and explain what that source is, and it's. No, you can't do that.
1: <laughs> that's true. That's true. Because that's another problem. Obviously, consciousness is where life comes from and they can't they can't they can't get there from here. That's right. Exactly. Yeah. Right.
0: And, and they're they're trying to do it like with math, but you know, consciousness is the source of math. Yeah. Right. How is this not obvious? You're trying to explain the yes. source of math by using math. No, no, that's not going to work. Do
1: <laughs> oh, you ever feel like you just have to go home, beat your head against the wall in frustration? This is just yes. so crazy. Yes, I
0: mean, I I know I'm a fairly bright person. Uh, yeah, you know, I, I know I'm sure. intelligent, but these people are too. It's like, and and how are they not? How are they not understanding this?
1: But they're clinging to their materialist dogma beyond all rationality. It just is. It's obsa- It's insane.
0: It's you know. I do understand the parts. Like yes, this is holistic thinking. Some people are better at holistic thinking than others. And when you're when you're being driven down the school treadmill, they don't like holistic thinking at all because it's not easy to grade.
1: Um, but they're still. So- there, they're still clinging to materialism, is what you're saying in the schools.
0: Oh yeah, yeah, and um, I'm sure there are people out there that uh, are very. In- I know there are people out there that are very interested in parapsychology that realize that they just, you know, it's not going to be addressed that the the areas uh, that they want to to learn. And like I said, nothing will change until everything changes. It's it's all going to just sort of flip. Uh, at some point. some Something will be the trigger, and I couldn't possibly tell you what, just that it will have to happen in order for physics to move forward.
1: But they're still looking for a unified theory, but it's impossible to have one until, you know, while they're still clinging to materialism. Because that's just front and center in the way of it.
0: You are using the source of all your theories to explain the source of all your theories. Uh <laughs> without acknowledging that it's the source. Good luck with that.
1: Yeah, it's so... I'm sorry, everyone. It's just fascinating and horrifying at the same time that we still are in this position.
0: It developed more cynicism.
1: Yeah, but it, but we shouldn't have to. <laughs> because because th- we're talking about science here. This is a revered field. This is a field that we are, we're all taught in school. And I went to school before anybody else did who was listening. I mean, I went to school a long time ago and we were all taught to revere science. And, and, um, a long long time ago, way back in the 20s was when, frankly, Max Planck said, Hey guys, um, God won. (laughs) Consciousness is God. He almost exactly said that. And and so it was time to basically stop with, with all of that. And instead they doubled down on materialism and they've done that. And you're saying they're still doing that a hundred years later.
0: Well, yeah. I mean, they don't know what else to do because they, uh, you know, they've, they've kind of got, they've gotten themselves locked in a um, uh, a culture, a, a, a materialistic culture. And uh, the, You know, it's the nature of people's personality that the ones uh, in charge tend to be more materialistic. And it it has to do with being the type of people who like to be in charge are also the type of people people who tend towards materialism.
1: But the problem is that they have spent the last century developing their theories, developing their science around materialism. And in reality, there is no such thing as solid matter. Einstein said this 99.9% of solid matter is nothing but, but particles and the particles are nothing but energy, which has, which, which is energy that there's that been with the vibration. It's just been slowed down so much that it appears to be solid, but it's really not. That's all it is. It's just energy.
0: Yeah. Yeah. You can, you can take any, um, any subatomic particle. And you could describe that either as energy or as mass.
1: Right. There yeah. isn't any, there's, there's matter is just energy slow with the, the vibration has been slowed down. It, so, so it it's, they're all, they're playing a stupid game with their own minds. It, and, and that's why the whole thing is so absurd.
0: Well, I, mean, I, I understand your frustration. Um, as, you know as you know i'm from planet practical so should it should it be this way no but then you know every time i buy something it should have all the parts included but this doesn't happen in real life you just have to deal with what is
1: but meanwhile people are revering science unnecessarily science is a paper tiger
0: well here's the deal um i think that uh, when you you have these people that rev, revere science, yes, but there are people who, a lot of people, who kind of just say, oh, okay, whatever. And that's their, that's their view of all this. It's like, oh, they don't think this is, you know, they don't think it's real. Oh, okay. But boy, I had this one experience. And then it just all flies out the window. Um, you know, people just sort of absorb all these uh, things that they're being told uh, and you know it doesn't need to make sense for them for people to to manage their own lives uh it's it's mostly uh important to people who care about these subjects which is not everybody so
1: you but know you, but you are more and more discovering that they really don't know much of anything about much of anything they're they're trying to um Hold back the sea when it comes to the facts that, that you and I have studied with regard to the afterlife, with regard to all the psi phenomena, which many of which are so remarkable and wonderful that people like Rupert Sheldrake study, um, and, uh, and others, um, that, um, are, are really quite wonderful and And in another area which is quite alarming, it turns out that they put had, had all of us put uh, chemicals into our system to fight what was really not much of a disease after all, uh, COVID. And now uh, half the people in in the United States are saying they know someone who died than they believe as a result of having put these chemicals into their systems
0: we're going to discuss covid i i got my my shots and i i kind of you know so the, did i yeah so the the whole thing with getting the shots is that your uh you know shots are basically information for your body about what this disease is and then your body has to do the rest
1: yeah but um, but the point is it it does disillusion you about the scientific system if some people's bodies were given uh, shots that perhaps were not adequately tested. And now some people are saying maybe that maybe they were not as careful as maybe science is not to be loved as much as we've been loving it. Maybe they're getting more respect than they should get. And that alarms me because there may be a situation where we want to trust it, but we maybe don't trust it as much as we, as we, we should or as we would like to because of the things that we have trusted it about and you know i mean we we may have wasted trust on it that we would want to have trust about it later that scares me a little bit
0: well i think part of the problem is uh how science is sold and i think the uh the you Wonderful know these food. vaccines are a perfect example of that because yes if you if you make a vaccine uh and you give it to millions of people you are going to have some people have severe reactions to that uh vaccine. That is that is just how just how life is. Life, you cannot devise a perfect vaccine. You know, they have to put stabilizers in these um to try to um to try to keep the thing viable until it actually gets in a human. Um, they they have to kind of put a cocktail together and some people are going to react to that. And what they're looking for is that the majority doesn't react. Uh and they're you know, it's whatever percentage doesn't react, then the, the FDA says, okay, that's good enough. Knowing that some people will react violently to it, but hopefully the number is is small enough that you don't end up, you don't end up with a catastrophe on your hands. And I think they succeeded with that, with COVID that, or with the, with the vaccines is that it hasn't affected a lot of people, um, but there are. There's always going to be a small minority that does get affected. Now, if you came in thinking that these vaccines were perfect, and I, I know they sold some people sold them that way, that vaccines are absolutely perfect. If you sell science in that fashion, yes, people are going to be turned off by it because you're lying to them. Vaccines yeah. are not perfect. No drug is perfect. Every single drug out there, somebody can react to.
1: Um. Well, and they, and then they put, they put sick people in, into nursing homes with old people. They, they, they made some terrible mistakes that have, I think, given people a jaundiced view of scientists. And that was, that was unnecessary and kind of awful too. Um, I, I don't know. I, I do know, though, that, that the work that you're doing in helping people to better understand that, um, scientists have been Stonewalling some wonderful information about what's really going on in terms of well explain we are we're coming closer to the end of our time and i want I want people to understand what it is that your book is about because I think your book is fantastic um explain the, the work that you're doing in sci wars and and the information that you give people in that book the
0: the book cy Wars. Is the story of a of a couple of TED talks back in two thousand and thirteen that uh, that were taken down by the organization TED, uh, basically banned uh, because they felt that it, that they, both of these talks were pseudoscience. One of them was Rupert Sheldrake, the other one was Graham Hancock. Graham Hancock is an archaeologist, so we're not going to discuss him, uh, but Rupert Sheldrake. Uh, was merely pointing out that there was there is dogma in science, and he listed his ten he listed ten different points. So they kind of banned his talk, but they opened up a discussion to their credit. And so a bunch of people, I mean, we there were like literally a thousand, two thousand comments at a time on any particular thread. It was just a ton of people. Some um, some real intellectual luminaries jumped in on this discussion. And it just it just got to be this huge, huge uh, online discussion uh, about the nature of reality. And Rupert Sheldrake's uh, TED Talk was right in the middle of it. And so what I did in the book was I told the story of what went down with TED and their failure to recognize what was going on. And in between, I tell the story of what why ted got caught up in this and and i do this by explaining the whole skeptical subculture the the people out there that are uh that are organizing and and pushing a very materialist point of view uh almost like it was a religion and so these people have gotten on to wikipedia where you'll find really negative articles about um about pretty much anything psychic, and include including researchers, uh, they've gotten into TED, Ted talks tends towards um, towards being the same, uh, except that uh, they can't make money that way, so they they keep allowing this what they just dis- what they describe as new agey stuff back in. Uh, and this whole, I, I set this up so that you can see that there's a, that there's a battle for the internet. That you know, these, you have consciousness uh, on one side and materialism on the other, and that this is an intellectual battle that's going on all the time. And the the materialist side of it, which is really partially atheist, is is constantly trying to push that point of view and shut down discussion from the other side, kind of like what academia does, um, but they're a little bit more radicalized, and uh, so that's the story there, and it's it helps people understand the social side of what's going on behind the scenes and why you get all this conflicting information.
1: Uh, it, the book is called Cy Wars, TED, Wikipedia, and the Battle for the Internet. I think it's just a terrific book, and I really recommend it. And um, thank you so much for being with us today. I always, I was think whenever we talk, I always think, wow, he's way smarter than I am. Craig Weiler, I'm just so, so happy you were with us. Then thank, <laughs> thank you, and we're going to have you back again.
0: Roberta, it's such a pleasure to talk to you. I really appreciate being on your show, and I, I always look forward to it. <laughs>
1: Everyone, we've come to the end of our time. Uh, this has been this has been Roberta Grimes. And uh, please never forget, you are a powerful eternal being you never began, you never will end. And when you really get what that means, it's going to change everything in your life for the better. Next week, next week we'll be talking with someone else who's way smarter than I am. His name is Mark Gober. And he'll be with us for the sixth time. Mark has made the most amazing transformation in his career that I have ever seen. His first terrific book was An End to Upside-Down Thinking, dispelling the myth that the brain produces consciousness and the implications for everyday life. I loved his book. He followed that book with An End to Upside-Down Living, reorienting our consciousness to live better and save the human species right down the same alley. But then his third book was an end to to upside-down liberty, turning traditional political thinking on its head to break free from enslavement. But we don't do politics, of course, on Seek Reality. We had to skip that one. His fourth book was an end to upside-down contact, UFOs, aliens, and spirits, by their ongoing interaction with human civilization matters. And that one did kind of work for us. So we stick with what's safe, and we're going to do that one again. We're going to be talking with Mark about that next week, and so please join us. I think you're going to really think he's fun. And today we've been talking with Craig Weiler, who's been with us for the third time. Craig is a parapsychology journalist, and as you can hear, he really is a deep thinker. Um, he has a popular blog called the, the Weiler Psy and this on the sciences, parapsychology, skepticism and the psychics. And I love to talk to him because he really takes the psychics on and he respects them, which I do not. He has the patience of Job. I do not. He's a graduate of UC Berkeley and he began his spiritual path back during the New Age movement and he teaches and practices psychic healing. He doesn't Follow, he says, any particular teachings, but he explores a westernized mixture of science and spirituality. As I say, his his great book is called Cy Wars: Ted Wikipedia and the Battle for the Internet, and I, I really recommend it strongly. He's the science editor for Paranormal Daily News, and it can be found uh, at paranormaldailynews.com. And now, of course, it's time once again to mention that Seek Reality Online is your one-stop resource for all things death and the afterlife. Just go to seekreality.com and start to learn for yourself what really is going on. And my nonfiction books are Liberating Jesus, my Thomas, the fun of dying, the fun of staying in touch, the fun of growing forever, the fun of living together, and the fun of loving Jesus, embracing the Christianity that Jesus taught. For young children, there's the fun of Meeting Jesus, and you can order all these books through bookstores, or on Amazon.com or BarnesandNoble.com. And all the the books except the most recent book are available as audiobooks. If you want to talk about anything at all, you can always contact me through the contact block on RobertaGrimes.com. I do answer every email, although it can take a little while sometimes because I do get a lot of mail. Past episodes of Seek Reality are available wherever podcasts can be found, or a lot of people just tell me they listen on the Seek Reality app that you can find for free wherever free apps are available. And meanwhile, this has been Seek Reality with Roberta Grimes. Please just enjoy and make the most of this coming week in our one reality, always knowing that you are a powerful, eternal being and you Most of all, in all the universe, you are infinitely loved. You've
0: been listening to Seek Reality with Roberta Grimes. Roberta blogs and answers questions at robertagrimes.com. Join us every week as we explore what the afterlife evidence and modern science combine to tell us is true about the one reality we all share. Knowing the truth changes everything.